Welcome to Maple Syrup Blood Money, a Riverdale podcast. I am your host, Noah Carden, and joining me, the hog eye to my tall boy is, <laughs> as always... Kyle Carney, you were struggling with the names for a second, I, I could tell. I, I started to lose it, yep. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, <laughs> and you know what else starts to lose it, Kyle? <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. Episode. Yeah, fuck me. What a mess. Yeah, so, so we're talking about Riverdale Season 2, Episode 8, Chapter 21, House of the Devil. House of the Devil. And and the the titular House of the Devil appears for maybe 30 seconds in this episode. Yeah, they sure are not in that house for a while. But I guess maybe they're trying to do like a real deep commentary on the white worm as like a gang bar and like that's de- gangs are of the devil. I guess maybe I don't fucking know. I don't I don't even think Roberto knows. No. I don't think anyone in the- <laughs> this this feels like a real padding heavy episode like Yeah, well, like I as I guess has become tradition, I have been live texting Noah uh oh on on GroupMe while I'm watching it and he just flat out told me he was like, "Yeah, this episode is a reset episode, so like don't get your hopes up." And boy oh yeah. boy, if my hopes were up, uh, it would have been a lot worse of an episode for your old pal, because, oh boy. Yeah. So, I guess, like, the, the main two plot lines are Archie and Veronica and Betty and Jughead, with a little bit of uh, of FP kind of thrown in there for some... And, and two scenes that I don't want to leave out that just feature Cheryl Blossom as, like, a predatory lesbian... And yeah. kind of just like a rank little grotty bitch. Yeah, it's not great. She tries to, like, get an excuse to, like, touch her friend. And then she breaks a glass on the ground because her friend is potentially going on a date with a boy. And then she's mean to FP. Like, yeah, I, your brother died. But, like, I know that's not why you smashed that glass, you little bitch. You can't fucking yeah. fool me. Yeah, you're just taking it out on the help. Yeah. So, I'm really not looking forward to the Cheryl and Josie-centric episode, but thank God we only had to suffer through it for two minutes this week because it was yeah. more than enough to make me not excited. Yeah. This episode was so horny. It really was so the the episode starts uh, as always with with the Jughead log, and Jughead's talking about how like even though like there's the specter of death over the town, certain people are are reacting to it in a very like particular way, and it's just <laughs> basically Archie and Veronica just bang on every flat surface they can find. Yeah, they're going. Long and strong in Pound Town, and the Pound Town city limits are everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere. Like, also, this does sort of beg the question. All right, now, uh, we've sort of sat on the sidelines for these jug catalogs for a long fucking time. 
What the fuck are they? Because we know that it's like Jughead writing every day. But, like, there are times where narrator Jughead knows shit that youthful Jughead does not. So, like, at what point does Archie Andrews, is it in the current, just off screen, or is it in the future, where he's just like, yeah, we fucked basically everywhere, my man (laughs) J-Dog. So, I think, alright, my whole idea for the Jughead-a-log is that narrator Jughead is, like, way off in the future but, but still with see... his youthful boy voice yes well i mean your voice doesn't change that much um, i mean i don't know i haven't gotten old yet so <laughs> uh but like he's and you see him like typing and stuff like that and that's him typing like stuff he currently knows but i think all of it is like in the future like maybe a couple years and it's all just Jughead, like... It's his memoir. Finalizing his his novels or whatever. His memoirs. It's gonna be some How I Met Your Mother shit where, like, the last scene of this entire series is gonna be, like, Jughead in, like, a publishing house, like... Or, like, at, like, a signing where he's reading his, like, yeah. telltale book, Riverdale. Yeah. Um... um I guess I'm I've also, like... You've also my, my my other idea is that the entire show is just a dramatization of Jughead's like book that he's writing. It's a children's stage production. <laughs> yes. That's exactly <laughs> it. That's why everybody Shit. is so like super handsome and obviously like in their early twenties despite be despite they're supposed to be being like sixteen year olds. Jughead is behind the camera. Like, in the final shot, and it's, like, the actor who played Jughead in that made-for-TV movie that we want to watch very badly. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Oh, that's actually a choice. That's delicious. The the last episode is it's revealed that the entire Riverdale um, town is just a giant stage set, and that Dark Betty has been in a control room this entire time. They're all puppets. All right, that means it's time to start talking about Kyle's Betty Watch. Because I I have decided that there are three Bettys. There is... Betty Watch, my favorite 90s uh, primetime <laughs> TV show. Just wait until Betty Watch nights later this episode. Um, <laughs> there are three Bettys, and they are written by three different writers who do not communicate with each other at all. There is Betty Cooper... Which is just like a plucky, young, intelligent, capable person there is dark betty an extra dimensional entity solely bent on causing anguish and like just being crazy and there is dumb betty which is a psychic leech monster that has infiltrated betty's vulnerable psyche and just feeds off of her intelligence and makes her do dumb shit because the we're doing the Betty plot first, everybody. The first thing out of Betty's mouth this fucking episode is, no, I can't tell the sheriff about this, like, revelation of information. I just accused him of being the Black Hood. It's like, bitch, what are you talking about? Yeah. I'm pretty sure he'd be okay with it. Yeah, he seemed pretty okay with you breaking into his house. Yeah, overall, he seemed like a pretty decent dude about it. 
Sure, he may be, you know, sleeping with the mayor, but that doesn't stop him from being an okay police officer. Yeah, he's still a good dad. He might not be a great husband, but, like, fuck. Um, so this... I feel like every fucking episode in, like, the first, like, ten minutes I go, this episode was a mess, but, like, this one was a fucking mess. And I guess that's, like... My Steve Urkel, did I do that catchphrase? It's just, this episode was a mess. Um, yeah. So take us in with Betty's plot, my boy. So so Betty's whole plot this episode is basically, uh, one, I gotta be there for Jughead, so I'm gonna push my investigator-like responsibilities off on Archie and Veronica, because they need something to do. Because... God damn it, there's, like, no, like, <laughs> sharp corners in the entire town of Riverdale anymore. Um, what? What the fuck does that mean? They, they're, yeah, they're all over the place. Um, <laughs> I still don't get it. Don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, so, she basically falls around Jughead as they get FP out of jail. And then she's like, I want to be a part of Jughead's world. So how do I do that, Tony Topaz? Or um, She little mermaids her way through this episode. Yeah, yeah. What's a, what's a, a precious stone that we can make a rhyming um, name out of? I almost said ingot, but that's like a, sh- a form of purified metal. I was going to go with Ingrid Ingot, and you know what? I am going to stick to that. Ingrid Ingot. Beatrice Bismuth. Nice. Um, Bismuth. I was going to say Betty Bismuth, but then, wait a but minute. But then there Mary is Betty. Been... Yeah, that we would cross a lot of wires there, huh? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's like, I want to be a part of Jughead's world. And uh, Tony is like, well, to do that, you got to do the serpent dance. And like, and... Roberto, can we can we have a hot, hot, a hot talk for a second here? Come, Basically, come, come they... Here. Come here. Yeah, they just come mean here. striptease, right, Noah? Like... Yeah, it's like a single strip tease in front of like all the serpents. And I like, guess. hey Roberto, I think you do know what lampshading is, but like lampshading isn't gonna protect you from this one dog. You had an underage girl do a strip tease in front of a gang, and you were like, we know it's sexist, but uh, misogyny dies hard. No, fuck you. You don't get to do that. You can't have yeah. your fucking delicious cake and eat it to you fucker i'm sure it's not directly your fault but aren't you the showrunner yeah so uh and she doesn't tell jughead about any of this so obviously when it happens and it is very awkward yeah like is there anything that happens between then and the fucking dance that matters like betty and her mom are tense yeah her mom Uh, gets mad at fp and like that's fucking it her mom gets mad at fp and this is like i guess because she basically she's linked directly into um betty's plot but uh alice's like one important scene other than her showing up all like serpented up and also they just like totally take back Alice, the second she fucking walks in, like, serpented up. And they're just like, I know your drink's special. Also, I guess we're okay with all the incendiary pieces you've been writing that demonize our entire side of town. 
Like, yeah. it's cool because now you're in the bar. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah. It's not great. But um, there is a quick moment where, well, one, when they pick up FP and Alice is like, hey, are you sexually frustrated? And it's like, well, this is really awkward to say in front of both your daughter and your daughter's boyfriend, <laughs> who is like your ex-boyfriend's like son. Because there's it's obviously like a... It's a return to form for Alice Cooper. Yeah. Also, her hair reminiscent of Alice Cooper later in the episode. Like, yes. Um, Very true. Yeah, like, th- she's just like, well, she was, okay, you know what? She reminded me of uh, Brandon, which I'm sure I've mentioned a couple of times. Not super down to clown with some members of my family. Um, Brandon is my blood, I guess, grandmother. I don't really think of family that way like that. Um, and, like, that's just the shit she fucking does. Like, she needles. And, like, Alice Cooper was like, oh, well, I'm sure you'll go back to fucking up when you start drinking again, you alcoholic. Like, anything he says that's, like, a positive thing, she has, like, some shitty negative thing to say. Like, a true white woman. Like, yeah, cool. Um, there's a quick moment where it seems like FP still has, like, feelings for her or something. Yeah, like, they both wanted to, like, bone in each other, and, like, we're definitely gonna get that plot line. Mark my fucking words. That'll be fun. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, that's fuck. pretty much it. That's fucking it. And so, like, Betty and Jughead plan the event, and it's catered by Pops Diner, because I guess Pops is just, like, neutral ground, which is fine. Pops is, Pops is literally, like, the only restaurant in town, apparently. Appa- there's, like, one apparent restaurant where they have, like, a 30-course meal, which Veronica's it's- parents go to, and, like, then there's Pops. That's it. Those are your choices. Do you want greasy diarrhea burger, or do you want $1,000 meal? Yeah. Um, so they they go to the fucking bar and like FP is like in the process of like I'm gonna leave. Is yeah. Do, are we counting Jughead as a separate storyline this episode? Well, they're they're okay. So kind of okay. It's basically I mean Betty and Jughead are interlinked like for most of the plot, but they do get a couple of small scenes like where they're separate. Yeah. Um. So, Effie is going to retire from the Serpents now that he's out of jail. Uh, and Betty and Jughead are like, alright, we're going to throw him like a retirement party and all this other stuff. And I guess Jughead, gangs have that. Yeah, apparently. Uh, and Jughead is like, alright, but I want to stay with the Serpents. They like, you know, they need me and I need them. And I need your blessing for this. Yeah. And uh, Effie is like, okay, but I need you to like, you know, be safe and all this other stuff. And uh, keep you know keep writing, and and you know Chase don't don't let it. Yeah, exactly. And when he finds, he eventually finds out that um, uh, Jughead worked for Penny Peabody, the snake charmer. She's a real and, bitch. Yeah, she's a real yeah, she's real little shit. But like, I do. I do enjoy Penny Peabody, not necessarily as a character, but I the actress does a great job, uh-huh. and I feel like it presents 
a realistic antagonist. Like, because the Black Hood is more of a force of nature, where yeah. Penny Peabody is very much like a person. And she's mm-hmm. a little shit piece, but like, I I don't know. I feel like she adds some much needed grounding to the episode and to like the Definitely. this season as a whole. So so Penny Peabody, um, she threatens Jughead at one point. Uh, then she threatens and, Betty, and then she threatens Betty. Yeah. Uh, so Jughead's pretty much has to stay in the surface so that she can he can you know protect his work boo. off his debt yeah kind of and protect betty and all that but when the retirement party happens um there's a song that we'll get to yeah we'll cover it but that song is cut suspiciously short when it's karaoke singers bear in mind karaoke of a of a very sad sad song at a gang bar where yeah. the, I guess the gang members just really like karaoke. So it's a cover of Tears for Fears, Mad World. Did Tears for Fears make that song? Because I only know it they from, made that song. I only know it I from the Donnie Darko the, guy. Yeah. So everybody knows it from Gary Jules. That's his name. Who did it for uh, Donnie Darko. But the original version is by Tears for Fears. Also Gears of much, War. Yeah. Um but it's also a much more like kind of upbeat, like the original version. Oh shit! Seriously, I know it yeah, is a sad boy upbeat. song. There's, the, it's it's still a sad boy song, but it's like that dichotomy of like an upbeat with it's like sad lyrics. So it's major key. Yeah, and oh it's, shit! I want to listen to this. <laughs> there's some weird like '80s white boy dancing on like the end of a pier. It's bizarre All and right. hilarious. Well, I know but, what I'm watching after this. It's that. But, but yeah, so there's a sad, sad cover of this song, and when our, our karaoke singers have to rush off stage to deal with personal problems, guess who it is? The episode um, just explodes. Like it, it does. It just fucking explodes and goes off the rails. So Betty gets on stage and continues the song. And does a strip tease. Lovely singing voice. Mad World. Oh my god, what the... Yeah, like, a very sensual strip... Like, at this point, I basically just started quoting... Like, I I just started asking Noah to kill me. To, like, end my suffering. And then I did start quoting this fantastic fan comic... That is a cross of Steven Universe and Berserk. And it is just like... Don't look, Connie. Don't look! Um, <gasps> fuck everything. Like, hey, Lily, you're a very lovely uh, young actress. And you have a beautiful singing voice. But boy, oh boy, they sure are giving you some garbo, huh? Yeah. Like, also, yeah, like... I was like, how the fuck is mom not stepping in to stop this? And then she, wa- then mom walks in from off screen and she's like aghast. And I'm like, oh, fuck. So- finally, someone's going to put an end to this. But mom does not. What? What is it with negative uh, parent serpent points. parents and, and just letting their kids do whatever? whatever. We had FP at the, uh, the truth or dare. <laughs> 
just like let your kids self destruct. Yeah, fuck this. You know what's really fun? Hi, hi, this is me, FP Jones. You know what I like to do after work? I had to crack open a, a cool one with the boys and watch teenagers fight each other. <laughs> hey, hi, it's me, Alice Cooper. You know what I like to do after a hard day of demonizing poor people? I like to open a crisp Riesling, and I like to watch my daughter do a striptease to the song from Donnie Darko. In front of, like, 50 middle-aged bikers. Horny, horny men looking at this underage girl. I do also need to specify, so in the beginning when Betty does begin to sing, um, the lyric, like, her singing is uh, diagenic. Like, everyone in-universe hears it. But then uh-huh. <laughs> when she starts stripping... Like, there's, like, a ghostly version of her singing, and that is not yeah. diagenic. So I do need you all to fucking picture and realize that it is a bar full of creepy old men in a gang watching an underage girl strip to the fucking Donnie Darko song without lyrics. I do yeah, need you to realize that it's just music. It's just like a Casio keyboard beat. Do, 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 do. Oh, yeah, I'm fucking so into this. Right, tall boy? Like, no. Oh, God. I have... No. I got... I'll tell you you this story off air, because I don't... Ooh, it's deeply personal. Um, uh, So... um, This episode um, was a disaster. Like, we have covered it. So, like, the end of this arc is... Jughead breaks up with Betty, not, I guess, partially because she stripped, but not, like, the stripping, but more so, like, the significance behind the stripping. (laughs) Which is a a phrase I don't think I'd ever expect to hear. Yeah, this stripping had a lot of context. Um... And, and so, like, she, they break up, and, like, everybody is crying at the end of this episode, and fuck it, let's just dive into, unless we want to linger on this fucking thing for another 30 minutes, let's, let's, let's just end so, this, end well, me. Well, let's do one quick thing with Jughead, fuck. real quick, because most of this, up until now, has been, like, we've already mentioned most of the Jughead stuff, but at the end of the party, mm, um, mm, mm. FP is like, you know what, I'm not gonna retire, because that's not a thing you do with a motorcycle gang. Um, yeah, I sort of realized that that's not how gangs work. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Jughead's like, wait, what's going on? And he does, FP does the I know what you did, son. I know you worked for Penny Peabody. <laughs> I know. You broke my heart, Jughead. You broke my heart. Yeah. And, and you know, gets back on, on the wagon as far as drinking is concerned. Yeah, he and does do basically. He does do a sh- shit that totally went over my head, huh? Yeah, yeah, because he mentions he's in AA earlier. Yeah, fuck, and... I didn't even equate that. But yeah, he does it. He takes a shot and he basically kicks Jughead out of the gang to take on his responsibility to Penny Peabody. Which, so this is kind of wild. I'm sure that this action will cost him PP in the long run, but this gets. FP some PP. Uh, he gets a positive gain because he's doing a hard thing. He's ruining himself to hopefully save his son. And I can respect that. It's It sucks, but, like, I get it. So, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Plus 15. 
15 PP. Okay. Keep that in track, listeners. Yeah, please. Add that to your charts. Because I destroyed my spreadsheets when I switched from my many, many point systems to the unified. Oh, they didn't They didn't pour it over? No, I just wiped the slate for season two. Okay. So, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Betty and Jughead break up. Um, <laughs> there is a line when they're breaking up where Betty's like, how many times are we going to do this? And Jughead says, uh, until it sticks, which I thought was like, fucking harsh yeah that's fucking brutal teenagers are mean yeah kids are cool jack um what <laughs> that's a that's a line from metal gear rising revenge <laughs> i have yet to play i fucking know nano machines son but like that's about <laughs> it uh so archie and veronica they are fucking all up in everything. They are. We. Um, I feel like we started on this plot line like we, 20 minutes we ago did. and never came back. We did, Noah. And it was bad podcasting, most definitely. Worst podcasting is reminding the listener. But I just really wanted to rip off that Betty Band-Aid real quick. <laughs> the Betty Band-Aid. Um, so they are, they are fucking... They are getting it in, and apparently we get confirmation from Veronica that Archie is a good lay, which I didn't know was important information until now, which, fuck, I did just sort of rail on how creepy it is that all those bikers were, like, into that underage girl, but now I am saying that it is, I'm, I wanted to know that Archie was good at sex, and he too is underage, so that is hypocritical, so let's, you know what, strike that from the record. Uh, listeners, you didn't hear that. I'm over that shit. This is a new um, day. Uh, Archie says the uh, the 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 three word phrase. I love you. And it creates all, yes, uh, and it creates all sorts of awkwardness between them, and that's like an entire plot point. The entire episode. It's a plot point, but it it's like always on the back burner. And, like, my mm-hmm. stomach's rumbling, and I hope the microphone doesn't pick it up. Like, my stomach is trying to eat itself because I haven't put food into it today. <laughs> You're getting some of those those anime rumbles? Fucking, I am Goku over here. Get me some meat on the bone and a big bowl of rice. Um, <laughs> I'm starving. But anyway, yeah. so if you hear a rumbling, that's my tumbling. Um, so, yeah, like... He says, I love you. She doesn't say it back, which is just such a fucking classic fucking teen drama thing. Mm-hmm. Like, have you ever said I love you to someone and they haven't said it back, Noah? Mm, no. Has anyone ever said it to you and you haven't said it back? Uh, I don't think so. Oh. Yeah, well, like... Oh, cause I I personally treat that cause I know I know exactly like f- like this reason that a lot of people take that incredibly seriously, and I try not to throw around "I love you" in a relationship before it seems like a pro too, pro. too early. Yeah, like I don't know that word has but, no weight to me. So like I like this is another plot line that like i just don't have the emotional context for like Mm. i i am capable of love but like (laughs) 
<laughs> You're not a robot. Yeah, I have a wife, and I love her very dearly, and, like, I love my friends and shit, but, like, I don't know. Like, if someone said to me, so it has happened, people have been like, I love you, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> but, like, if I said I love you to someone, and, like, they didn't say it back, I'd be like, okay. Like, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> like, um, it, I don't know. So, like, this plot line I sort of am distant from. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and it's... I, I can see it depending on, like, context, too. Logically, I, mean, I get it. Like, I understand that people value things of import differently than other people do. So, like, I'm not a sociopath. I fucking get it. But, like, it doesn't resonate with me is, I guess, what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they Archie says I love you to Veronica, and she's like, I can't handle this right now. <laughs> Want to watch HBO Go? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then Betty and Jughead uh, hoist their investigative plot onto Archie and Veronica, so they have to go find some files about the Devil's House, which is the house that. Betty went to in that one episode. Where she wore to, the mask, and now she's too afraid yeah. to go back because she saw her own reflection, I guess. Her own reflection talking, kind of. I, I, fuck. Like, uh, something happened. Yeah. Um, uh, so they, like, have to investigate the murders at that house, and, like, they ask the sheriff like a reasonable fucking person would. Um, yeah, yeah, they go to, yeah. God, fuck. Uh, when Blockhead Archie is making better decisions than you, you know you've fucking gone wrong. So they asked the sheriff about the the murders that happened there because it was apparently a family of four, like we learned in the last episode, mm. uh, from the Candyman, because that was the Candyman. For a second I thought you meant the killer was the Candyman, and I was like, no, no, no. But no, I understand now. Yes, yeah, he, well, he is the Candyman, and he's fucking great. Yeah. He brings heat to spooky roles. Yeah, yeah, that was a, a great choice. Um, so, they they go to investigate the the murders, and they find out that the old sheriff that had the files is dead. His uh, daughter doesn't want anything to do with it, um, so they just go to the house to take a look around. Um, they discover the files are there. They look over them, and they also learn that there was actually it was actually a family of five, and that the eldest son, I think. Uh, escaped and was put into like witness protection like changed his identity and all this other stuff so the show I will say this about the writing for Riverdale I know I'm very critical about it this season because the character stories have not been great but like the meta plot has been very good and this is the second time where I'm like I've fallen for the red herring where I'm like yeah. obviously it was the fucking kid who murdered his parents like that made sense to me. I, I fell for it yeah. a couple weeks ago with with Shevin, with not Shevin Keller, um, with Kevin's dad, Sheriff Keller, my sweet sweet dad. Um, I was like, yeah, obviously it's fucking Ke like Sheriff Keller, and they've gotten me twice. Yeah, yeah. So I think good they're, job they're there. doing. Yeah, they're definitely good, doing a good job with the Black Hood as far as like making you think it's one character and that it, it's not. Um, so 
the the entire gang gets together and they think, oh hey, maybe this kid is either knows who the killer is, or maybe he is the killer. So when they go through when um Archie and Veronica go through the yearbooks to find who this kid is, like they're just gonna track him down by his a photo that they found. Uh, they they locate him. They find out his name is Joseph Svensson, aka Mister Svensson, the school janitor. So I do I do need to just touch on very briefly. They were like. Yeah, like, he was adopted by a family in town, and they changed his name. Hey, um, everyone in the town still knows who he was before, because y'all only got, like, the two schools, and unless he was going to Southside, then, then, like, people still know him as that kid. Yeah. So, like, the, the family weird mystery you got there. That's kind of a weaker plot point. He could, I... Okay, so apparently the house is on, like, the edge of Fox Forest. No, is Fox I Forest could... on the south or north side? Well, it's it's in between Greendale and Riverdale, apparently. Oh, maybe he went to Greendale? Maybe he was going to a school in Greendale. Yeah, all right. That is enough to suspend my disbelief. I will give it to that, I guess. But, like, st- um, kind of still. <coughs> if... Any of our listeners have any evidence to refute that, let us know. Yeah, you know what? Tweet. No. I was going to say tweet the writers, but people on the internet can be shitty. I'm not implying that our fans are shitty because you've all been lovely so far. But, like, if there is a way to politely ask the writers, like, hey, like, what school did Sven go to before he got adopted into Riverdale? That would be valuable information. But don't be shitty about it. Uh, so, Archie is like, oh, it's Mr. Svensson, we're in the school, let's go beat him up. Yeah, let's go fuck up the potential Black Hood. Actually, so this is a fucking stupid thing to do, but I guess it is in character for Archie, because he did buy a gun and attack Reggie when he thought Reggie was the actual Black Hood, huh, didn't he? True, true. It is still dumb, you are still a blockhead, you Stupid motherfucker. God. Uh, yeah, so they they chase after Mr. Fenton because uh, when they call out his name, he runs. And, I mean, I, I don't really... I, I get it, but I don't really see why this 40-year-old dude would run from a teenager. I mean, it is Archie Andrews. True. He, he did create the red circle. He did create the red circle. Sweaty boy gang. <laughs> Fuck me. Gone are the salad days of the red circle, which to me was was the best arc that they just fucking were like, nah, actually, nah. 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 Fuck. So, Can we go back to that, please? Can we go back to that quality? They, uh, they talk to Mr. Svensson after they catch up to him because, of course, a uh, ripped... 16 year old is going to be able to outrun a dumpy 50 year old dude. Um, <laughs> dumpy? Dumpy. Uh, they, he's like, all right, uh, no, I'm not the Black Hood. Um, the guy that killed my family um, was like some con man preacher that uh, just murdered his family for some reason. And then a bunch of dudes uh, came to. 
uh, Svensson and was like, "All right, who is this dude?" We, we and they they chase him down. They kill the killer and like dump his body in a ditch somewhere. So I think that they killed an innocent man. Cause like at the end, Svensson is looking at what appears to be a group of young men around a shallow grave smiling, which is just ghoulish and perfect. Yeah. Um, but, like, I do think they killed the wrong man. I don't think Svensson is the Black Hood, but I, I don't think that the Reaper was that person, unless really there it is just that cut and dry. I wouldn't expect them... I wouldn't be surprised if Riverdale zigged when I expected it to zag on this, though. So, it could be the the Riverdale Reaper is the Black Hood. Uh, it could be that, like we were theorizing earlier, the Black Hood is multiple people, and it's just all of those guys. Oh, fuck. Like, they're all working, like, in tandem. We cleaned up Riverdale once before, and we can do it again. Yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Yeah. So, like, Archie and Veronica separately at some point in this episode talk to their parents about, like, their, their awkward love situation. And, like, mm-hmm. Veronica realizes that her parents have never actually said I love you to each other, which, uh, that's not great. I imagine that would be damaging. Um, yeah. And Archie's... St- <laughs> I don't know what that fucking picture you sent me, Noah, is, but, like, Noah sent me a picture of just, like, a stick <laughs> figure that's just, like, in a doorway, smoking a cigarette in a hat, who's just like, you winning the game, son? And it's like, that is the perfect summary of what dad is yeah. this episode. Fred Andrews is, are you winning, son? Like, dot JPEG. Like, he just shows up and is like, hey, what's going on? Oh, you said I love you to Veronica? Well, you know, just give it some time. Yeah, some It'll time. be okay. Like, he does get a minus 50 PP deduction because Archie fucking out and out says, like, yeah, no matter how dark things keep getting, like, Veronica is the only light in my life. And he's just like, you winning, son? And it's just like, <laughs> yeah. dude, oh, that's nice. how the fuck are you not like, what do you mean getting darker, son? Are you still involved in this shit? Like, didn't we resolve this when you disbanded your sweaty I, boy band? I know why Fred isn't reacting. Because he's the black hood. No, because he's too... <laughs> he shot himself? <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. He, he's, he's too hopped up on painkillers, dog. Oh, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> Man, I, that actually, that plays. That that makes sense. He's um, so fucking doped. But, so yeah, they, they talk to their parents about the whole I love you thing, and they're all like, you know, just, you know, give it some time, and it'll work itself out. Yeah, that's, that's fucking Fred's reaction, and the parents are like, Veronica, you should play this stooge to be your bodyguard, because the Black Hood might kill us. <laughs> that's the only thing that happens, I forgot. Like, cool dad? Like, cool fucking loveless her- mercenary marriage? Uh, Hermione says that he's brawny and is loyal to, like, what the fuck? What the All fuck? Right. That's minus a hundo PP points. So, uh, 
there's it's a point of contention like the entire episode and it finally comes to a head when uh archie and veronica go to the white worm for fp's retirement and what the fuck uh archie is kind of a shit personally what do you mean i didn't really get that so like they're talking about how like he says that like it's cool if veronica doesn't want to say i love you right now and veronica is like that's that's great that's great like you know but then he immediately like turns around and is like I was gonna. I signed us up for like to do this duet. Are you not capable of doing that too? Like, oh, I missed that line. That is kind of a shit yeah. move because I, because like I think you sent me that text in advance, and <laughs> I kind of focused in on the first word, and then maybe I started texting you about it because it was like. Mm. He was like, it's cool if you can't say I love you. And I was like, oh, that's very big of you, Archie. And then maybe I just missed that one or or I realized what scene we were heading into. Because you mm-hmm. did say that there is a a strip tease to the Donnie Darko song. And they did say the Donnie Darko song. That is literally how they described it. Um and so then I may have just shut down altogether and the next like five to ten minutes are just like a blackout for me like i don't remember them i was in a fever dream yeah so i'm watching the scene right now oh boy and archie says i just want you to know what i said that was about me and what i was feeling in that specific moment and you shouldn't feel any pressure to say it back to me and veronica's like oh archie thank you for understanding and then he immediately turns around and, flips and is it like, on. yeah, like, uh, listen, I'm not trying to say that that's not a shitty thing to do. And I'm also not doubting that it happened. I'm saying I missed it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that is a shitty thing to do. Archibald, um, get fucked. So, like, but so, like, just because you were right, Archie, doesn't make it an OK thing to have said because she is incapable of doing the fucking karaoke song because she does run off stage. Yeah. So they, they start to sing Mad World and like they're very talented young singers and all that. But yeah, she, Veronica just like gets overwhelmed and runs off the stage halfway through the song. She runs off stage and this is the part of the podcast where Kyle and Noah spent another 15 minutes talking about what happened afterwards. Because it's so fucking awful. But um, fast forwarding through the podcast, we're doing that as a luxury for you right now, live. I'm I'm live editing this for you on your computer. I'm in your computer or phone or whatever the fuck you're listening to us on. Um, And in the parking lot, Veronica breaks up with Archie. Like, that's what I got from it. Like, no one ever, except for Jughead, who does do it in, like, the most cruel way imaginable, no one ever says that they're breaking up. Like, when Jughead and Betty broke up before, no one really said it, and then Jughead had a PG-13 grope fest without, like, explicit, like, yeah, we're broken up. Um, and, And in this one, like, I could still see if... Like, maybe Archie was like, oh, maybe we are still together. Because she didn't fucking out and out say, like, we're breaking up. She was just, like, vague about it and then got into a car. Yeah. 
So, uh, they, they break up, quote-unquote. And Archie goes back to his place and takes off his shirt and looks out his window into Betty's room. It just does nothing for me. Yeah. Like, the and shirtless does nothing for me, KJ. I got nothing. I don't... He's looking into Betty's room and he sees Betty and, like, she walks out of, out of like, the frame, like, the window frame. And then comes back and looks back at him and they both look at each other and there's, like, Jug Hedalog about how, like... Archie is seeing her for, like, the first time again. <laughs> so here's something that drove me fucking nuts in that scene. And, yeah, that's where the episode ends. Like, oh, will they, won't they? So, like, yeah, this was a reset episode. But here's what drives me fucking yeah. nuts about that window scene. The lights are on in Betty's room. She cannot uh-huh. see out that fucking window. That's not how light works. It like it's gonna hit the window. It's gonna make it too difficult to see more than an inch outside of the darkness, and like she can't fucking see Archie in his room without his light on. Like it literally. Here's a fun experiment to do at home, kids. Hi, it's me, Mr. Wizard. Like, turn your lights on at night and then go outside. You can see very clearly into your window, but then like try to look outside the window from within. You fucking can't. So, so Kyle. Hey, what? Archie does have a small light Shut on up. to, that doesn't to illuminate his ass. No, no, no. That's that's non-diagenic lighting. That's that's simply a contrivance of television to and, show that he's in darkness. That's and, what that light is. Shut the fuck up. And there is a shot of the sky where you see a full moon. No, I fucking refuse. It goes through two <laughs> discreet windows. No. Get fucking bent homie i fucking i will die on this hill i have this poorly lit hill. on this poorly lit hill i abandoned the cheryl blossom hill but i will die on this window hill um God, cheryl does call archie and veronica uh xenomorphs at the start of the episode <laughs> which i thought was great she she does also call fp a pleb which is like Hey, could you get off pole for five fucking seconds, you little bitch? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, FP is back in the Serpents as their leader. Everybody is broken up. Uh, Black Hood's We learned next to nothing about the Black Hood. We learned nothing this episode. This episode could have been summarized in, like, here's a red herring. Jughead's dad rejoins the Serpents. Also, we all broke up. See, I wonder if all the red herrings are going to come together at some point to create a real clue. I hope so. The only plot that I have faith in right now is the meta plot. Yeah. That's it. That's the only one that I'm engaged with. I don't I don't want to see Cheryl anymore until they fix her. Same for Josie, but like that's not Josie's fault. Um that is definitely the Cheryl plotline's fault that this is what they're giving Josie, is to be the object of desire of a white woman, which is just, like, kind of not a great look. Um, I don't give a shit about these these teens breaking up. And, and like, so this is... So I am a connoisseur of CW shows. I fucking loved The Vampire Diaries. I fucking loved the originals. The Arrow, Flash, like, Smallville. I've been watching CW shit for a while. Back when it was WB. Mm-hmm. But, like, 
I joked last season about there needing to be, like, the requisite amount of pedophiles, but, like, there is a requisite amount of pedophiles, and there is a requisite amount of, like, now we're just in the messy romantic entanglement plot where it's like, will they, won't they, they've broken up, and no. this is just going to be the pattern for the next couple seasons. For however long this show lasts, like, strap the fuck in, because this is the romance that you're gonna get. Don't be fooled. And... And I mean, this this is kind of classically Archie in a way. Oh, it is. It absolutely is. And, like, that definitely feeds into this CW-ass shit. But, like, your ship will never be canon. Like, it ain't gonna happen, fam. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's never gonna be canon for more than a couple episodes. Yeah, like, because Oliver and Felicity need to get a divorce or whatever. Like, cool. Um... Yeah, so, what? like, as long as you can divorce yourself from that and just not not become completely scornful of plot arcs like this that just waste your fucking time, um, you'll still enjoy CW programming, which is, like, the stage of acceptance that I have achieved. Yeah. So, so basically, this was a filler episode. Sure was. Goku and Piccolo learned how to drive. Yes, yes, yes! I can do it! I can win! I feel great! Um, uh, so, yeah. If you want to tell us about how you feel incredible, how you feel great, how you can do this, <laughs> you can contact us uh, on Twitter, at Maple and Blood, all spelled out, all one yeah, word. Send us your best piccolo gifs. Yes! Uh, don't... Hold on, wait, I don't know if we want to ask for that. Yeah, no, definitely want to ask for that. Do send us your best piccolo gifts and gifs. Don't, I don't care oh. how you want to say it. That is not a that is not a hill I'm interested in dying on. Except we did put a poll up last season about that exact topic. Did we? Oh, yes. Well, listen, I have grown this past season. I have changed. I am a new man. I thought the only poll we put up was about Doritos, and I'm pretty sure that no. you won. I don't. I I haven't actually gone back. To we should it. check that Doritos poll out. Um, but yeah. Uh, so y- you can email us at mapleandblood at gmail dot com. Uh, you can find our websites at mapleandblood dot mapleandblood dot wordpress dot com, facebook dot com slash mapleandblood, mapleandblood dot tumblr dot com. Uh, and I believe that's it. That sounds about, about it. Um, uh, Kyle, what do you have going on in your, your personal? Right now I'm checking the results and it's a 50-50 split. How many votes? Four and four. (laughs) Oh God. That's more than I expected. I will say that. Um, shit. We have divided our fan base. Um, what do I have going on? Well, um, I... I'm still streaming uh, at twitch.tv slash bestpalbrigade. Um, we have a Facebook group um, for the stream and for, like, the tabletop content I put out. Um, we learned recently that uh, after we created our old group, um, another group used the same name with the same spelling um, and got wildly successful. So, role play is dead. Long live BPB, uh, Best Pal Brigade. Um so it's facebook.com slash bpbgames, um, tumblr.com. You did a what? 
You did a book review? I did. Uh, sh I, fucking let me get there. We're, we're in the process of uploading our streams to uh, YouTube. Um, I did a, a brief book review of uh, Genesis, which is Fantasy Flight Games' new settingless system based on the... Uh, Star Wars, Edge of the Empire, Age of Rebellion uh, system. Um, it's very good. It is very lacking um, in a lot of... It, it, you know, it's very Fantasy Flight Games, which is, don't worry, we'll put more stuff into this that you'll have to pay for later. Um, and we yeah. are doing a uh, musical-themed fa high fantasy campaign, which is one of the few ways you can get me to do high fantasy is just by, like, putting a fucking weird twist on it. Um, and we are streaming that um, Sundays. We streamed Friday. Um, so it, we're debating if we want to change the schedule just because, like, the stream was way more popping on Fridays. Um, Noah, that's what your boy has. Um, what have you got going on, my man? Um, so you can check out the other shows I do. Um, primarily uh, the role-playing exchange, which is a role-playing talk show slash actual play podcast um i'm also on uh the technical difficulties uh actual play podcast um i've been running uh better angels over there um i've also we actually just did an episode of worldwide wrestling which is a wrestling like a pro wrestling themed game i had no idea i wanted that until until now oh it's the it's so much the fun. last D, &D game so... we played we had a, a luchador themed uh cat folk and just yeah. like we got deep into the wrestling paint with that one so i did not know yeah. there was a whole system for that yeah you should check out worldwide wrestling it's a really really fun game um you can do like with all the expansions and stuff, you can do, like, classical, like, American pro wrestling. You can do Lucha Libre. You can do... Um, can you do Japanese? Japanese-style yes. pro wrestle. Um, Fuck yeah. Pro wrestle is so, dope. So, yeah. So, that uh, those are the other shows I do. I also... Uh, I've been streaming The Evil Within 2, which is a very fun action horror game. I've, which you can... I've been peeking in on some of those. Those are delightful. That game is fucking good looking like i might buy that yeah one. no it's a really good game there's a free trial for it right now so Ooh. i highly recommend it um Maybe boy will pick that up so you can find that at twitch.tv slash common otaku that's k-a-m-e-n-o-t-a-k-u um that is also my twitter handle my personal one so you can find me at common otaku i ain't got one of um, those but i do have uh at best pal brigade is the the twitter that we set up for the stream um the guy who was handling it is no longer handling it, so it hasn't updated in a bit, but I will be getting better at that. Um, so, yeah, uh, if you want to follow both of us, that would be dope because um, exposure helps because the system is rigged against all of us, and you can only succeed if you're already successful on, on shit like Twitch. Um, yep. Yeah, so uh, this was a really fun one. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, this was a good episode. I, I think this was a good episode for us. For Exactly, like... the. I enjoy, I think I enjoy doing the podcast right now more than I enjoy watching Riverdale because I did want to die while I was watching this episode. Oh, I did, man. I did wish for death. My stomach yes. is just exploding right now. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> so for Maple Syrup Blood yeah. Bunny, I have been your inappropriate wow. uh, song to dance 
host, and, and I have been your middle-aged man lustfully gazing at an un- no I don't want to be that actually <laughs> I have been mm, I have been your weird mom who is accepted back by a gang host Kyle Cardi <laughs> thank you very much for listening thank you <laughs>